Dylan Gabriel is having a fantastic start to the 2023 season, no matter how you slice it. And it's time for all of us to wrap our minds around that on today's bonus episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to a bonus edition of Locked On Sooners for a Tuesday morning. Just doing some research for some stuff over at Sooners Wire and taking a look at what Dylan Gabriel's done so far in the 2023 season. And I, every time I look at the stats, I'm just a little bit in awe of what he's done. I mean, he's having a really, really good start. I know we can talk level of competition. We can talk about who he's played. We can talk about, hey, it's we got to wait and see what he does in Big 12 play. We can talk about some of the the slight miscues that maybe Dylan Gabriel's had, but let's talk about what he's done really, really well. Okay. This quarterback is playing fantastic football just in big 12 play. Gabriel is first in the conference in touchdowns, passing yards, completion percentage. You want to go a little bit deeper than that. He's also number one in the conference in completion percentage on throws more than 20 yards downfield and he has the highest completion percentage among Big 12 quarterbacks under pressure. He's got the highest passer rating. I mean, everything you look at, Dylan Gabriel is playing fantastic. Uh, you know, it's easy to, again, talk about the level of competition that Dylan Gabriel's played against and kind of downplay it a little bit. I, and I get that. I get you want to say, okay, it's just Arkansas State. It's just SMU. It's just Tulsa. I totally understand that. And if you want to play that, that's fine. But I think what we're seeing is we're seeing an improved player from a year ago. Let's go back and look what he did uh, in the non-conference in 2022 against UTEP, Kent State, and Nebraska. His highest yardage total came against Kent State. That was 296 yards. He averaged 10.6 yards per attempt and you know was, was pretty good, uh, but he wasn't great. I mean, he had a, his best passer rating game, again, came against Kent State, 144.3. That's what his passer rating is. Actually, his passer rating is 148 right now um, through three games. So that is better than what his average passer rating was for the 2022 non-conference schedule. Uh, you know, again, his highest yardage total was just 296. And the other two games against UTEP, he only threw for 233 yards and two touchdowns. And against Nebraska, 230 yards and two touchdowns. His highest completion percentage through those three games, 75%. So he wasn't even coming close to the 82% completion percentage that he's averaging right now through three games against Nebraska. He only completed 59.3% of his passes. So this is a player that's leveled up. I mean, he's taken his game to another level and he looks like it. He looks like a more comfortable, a more confident, a more composed player. And I don't know if it's just the dude heard all of the, the noise and all of the offseason talk, or if he just got in the lab and decided, Hey, I'm going to go improve my game. I'm going to improve in the areas where I wasn't good enough in 2022 because yes he was really good in a lot of areas and i do believe he was a really good quarterback for the sooners last year but there were areas where he and the sooners offense just wasn't good enough third down and i think we're seeing it this year he and the sooners offense they're much more succinct and dialed in and efficient on third down that's why their complete their third down percentage is so much higher as a conversion rate so far in 2023 they're they're just clicking 
you know, even, you know, as they rotate a bunch of wide receivers in they're they're using a bunch of different guys, whether it's Jaleel Farouk and Andrew Anthony and Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson and Gavin Freeman and Drake Stoops. I mean, he's got a really good rapport. It looks like on the field with all of those guys where it seemed like between him and Marvin Mims, they would get on the same page at times. And there were other times where they just, they just had a hard time connecting, uh, whether it was, you know, Dylan Gabriel overthrowing Mims or Marvin Mims dropping balls. There just wasn't the, the, the connection there, if that makes sense. Like even when Gabriel would hit him, Marvin would kind of fail him sometimes. And then, you know, Marvin would be running wide open down the field and Gabriel would just lot, you know, throw it way too far. But this year we haven't seen that. I mean, is he under throwing a couple balls? Maybe, but Andrew Anthony's showing that he's really, really good at adjusting to the ball in the air. Now, maybe he's just faster than Marvin Mims and he's faster than what Dylan Gabriel kind of expected to see on Saturdays. And that's why we're seeing some of these underthrows. I expect that to continue to get better as the season goes along. But I mean, everything is looking really, really promising. You know, we can talk about the fourth, the, the game against SMU, but in the fourth quarter, when Oklahoma needed to regain control of that game, once the Mustangs made it a three point game, Dylan Gabriel did just that. Jeff Levy put the ball in his hands, said, go win us the football game. And he did. He went on a, you know, a touchdown drive where it was, you know, slam pattern after slam pattern. It was not very complicated offense and SMU couldn't stop him. He was very accurate, dialed in. And I think what's impressive right now is the accuracy is such that he's giving his guys an opportunity to run after the catch. Uh, we're seeing that with Nick Anderson. We saw it with Jalil Farouk's touchdown uh, this past Saturday as well, that they're not just catching it and, and getting tackled. Drake Stoops, the same thing. He's been able to make plays after the catch because of the Dylan Gabriel accuracy that we're seeing. So very encouraging stuff. You know, it's, it's promising. He's better than he was a year ago. If you don't want to say that he's been great, that's fine. But you have to admit that he's better than what he was a year ago. Again, if you're talking about Nebraska, where he, he didn't even reach 60% completion percentage, uh, you're talking about, you know, Kent State where he, or UTEP. He didn't throw for 300 yards in those games. Well, this season, he's already thrown for 300 yards uh, twice. And he had a 400-yard game against Tulsa. He's thrown for 11 touchdowns. The most touchdowns he threw for in a game uh, in 2022 non-conference was against Kent State, where he ran for three. Uh, this year, I mean, he's had a four-touchdown game and a five-touchdown game. So as much as we want to look at Dylan Gabriel and maybe look at some of the deficiencies that he might have, again, not a future first-round pick in the NFL. You know, he's a shorter guy. He's got limited arm strength. But you don't have to have the best arm to be a successful quarterback at the college level or even the NFL level. You have to be accurate. You have to be on time. You have to be poised. You have to be composed. You have to know what you're doing in the offense. And he's showing that he can do all those things. So it's a really, really strong start for Dylan Gabriel. And it's, I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to continue to, to show. Now, will he complete 80% of his passes all season long? I doubt it. But watch him prove me wrong. I, I would love for him to prove me wrong. The most important thing, though, is one turnover just an interception on a, a 50 50 ball to Gavin Freeman, which could have been defensive pass interference. If you wanted to be, you know, strict about it. And if the referee wanted to throw the flag very well, could have been DPI, but he's taken care of the football very, very well. He's managed the pocket very, very well. He's avoided pressure. He's gotten the ball out quick when he's been asked to do so. And I mean, he he's making the right decisions. There's very few times where you look at a pass and like, man, why'd you throw that ball? I feel like he's just so locked in right now that he's on a really strong trajectory to help lead Oklahoma 
potentially back to a big 12 title game. And that's what we're here for, right? We're here for championships. We're not here just for wins. We're not here for stats at the university of Oklahoma where they invented winning. We're here to get back to that big 12 title game, get back to the college football playoff and maybe make some noise in the postseason. So that's going to do it for a little bonus edition of Dylan Gabriel here on locked on Sooners. Again, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. We're free and available on every platform and on YouTube. Hit that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Follow my buddy Josh on Twitter at Josh on ref. Follow myself at John nine Williams and the show is at locked on Sooners. And this little bonus edition was brought to you by game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off the best tickets, the best prices for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, theater, whatever it is, go to game time available in your app store. We'll talk to you next time. Boomer sooner.